0: Hey, what's up? This your homegirl Complex Angel, and I'm the vibe.
1: And it's your girl Queen K. I'm
0: the vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been?
1: It's been going really good. Um, I just realized the other day that I need um a mental break, um, not just from social media, but from everything my surroundings. So, I'm I'm planning to do like a mini self-love retreat for myself where I just plan a weekend where I get away no phone no internet no tv no nothing I'm just sitting and being one with God and nature I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna go and all that good stuff but it is it is it is necessary that I do this for myself because as a mom and working full time and then doing hair I'm drained you know I'm drained but I'm, I'm gonna bounce back but it's 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 been a week i'm not gonna hold you what about you
0: complex well i definitely understand i think that that's good um to get away and do a retreat you know uh, because our mental health is very important and people don't understand that when you're running on empty you can't be for others you can't pour from an empty cup when you feel depleted so i do encourage you to do that i did that back in april it wasn't really for a mental cleanse it was just to go be one with god and manifest you know, for him to prepare me for this next step in my life. So, trust yeah. me, you're you're going to love it. Um, for me, it's been a chill weekend. I did some Uber yesterday. I relaxed today, catching back up on P-Valley. Even though I can't really say catching up, because when I binge watch, I binge watch that. Like, uh, Lil Murder song is stuck in my head right now, because I was watching that <laughs> before the show started. <laughs> I'm ready for June 3rd. I just feel like... Uh, I, I hope they have more episodes this time around, you know, because I just feel like I like the way the director really pinpointed from a stripper's point of view. It's always so e- easy for us to judge. We don't understand. I like how they had, you know, Diamond in there protecting the girls, making sure that no one um disrespected them and you still considered them a lady. You know what I'm saying? Because society doesn't. You know, like, they feel like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Them girls is the barrel bottom of bitches, and that's fucked up. But, you know, that's my show. And, uh, yeah, you know me. I'm just uh, just every, just living, you know, day by day, just waiting to the end of June to be able to share some good news with y'all. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah.
1: Girl, they were saying, uh one girl had posted, like, do not reach out to me June 3rd, because I will be down in the valley. I said, I feel you, sis, okay? Yes,
0: I feel you. I'm telling you,
1: that's my theme <laughs> song.
0: <laughs> down in, sorry, oh, see, there we go. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, y'all, so we're going to jump on into this show. First, we're going to start off with the A.O. Kings and Queens quote. Y'all already know it is sponsored by Pinterest. I don't even reach out for payment no more because they pay me with all this knowledge that they be dropping on me, okay? And it's my go-to. It is my Google guide, Pinterest. All right, um, the first one says, be enough for yourself first. The rest of the world can wait. This quote right here um, is the reason for me going on this little self-love retreat that I'm going to make for myself because I need to be enough for me first. You know, I need that way I can handle what life is about to throw at me, the things that I'm about to go through to reach my next level in life. so I really need to make sure that I'm good first and then the rest of the world. That could be on pause for right now. But so I have to mentally be stable because I am raising three kids, you know, so I have to make sure I'm good so I can make sure they're good. Mm. A second one is life is too short to spend it all at war with yourself. Um, this made me reflect on complex. She always tells me, always tells me, stop being so hard on yourself. Stop, you know, give yourself some time to breathe. Like I am, I I found out like this week has really showed me just how hard I am on myself. So that right there just stuck out to me because, you know, look up here today, gone tomorrow, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: all of these these senseless deaths have been surrounding me and I'm hard on myself because I didn't remember to take the chicken out, you know, so, so I can cook dinner. Um, but I just have to learn to stop being so hard on myself, um, and just be, try to embrace this and happiness and find the silver lining in every cloud so that I can find a reason to smile every day. So yeah, those are our Ayo Queen and King quotes. Now I'm going to jump, I mean, I'm now I'm going to drop the Queen K slate tips for hair, but this is not also for hair. This is just a slay tip anyway. Um, I know, ladies, y'all go into these stores, y'all want the rose water, y'all want it fresh, and y'all gotta spend pretty much an arm and a leg. But I'm gonna give y'all a hack on how to make it yourself, and it's a little cool project to do. So all you do is get you some good long stem red roses. You can even get you some pink ones, um, and you're going to put it in a jar, like a mason jar, with some water, okay? Now the water does have to be purified, Um, so once you put it in there, seal it tight, and then I want you to take that jar and sit it outside in the sun where you get the most sun at for a week. Mm, That would be some of the best rose water that money can buy, baby, and it will hydrate your skin. It will make your skin feel all supple. You can use it in your hair. Rose water is a cleanser as well, so that is a little tip, a little trick, you know, for my beauties on a budget, so there y'all go. I love Um, it.
0: I definitely love it. Yes. You said what complex? I said I love it. I definitely love it.
1: Oh, yeah. girls. you know, I got to head because I'm a beauty on a foot, so we got to keep it, you know, simple for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and an arm and a leg. I can, I can tell y'all how to make it. Um Okay, so we're going to jump on into that sipping tea for the soul topic. All right, y'all. Tonight, we are talking about single-parent households. Um, This topic hit tone for me because I am like I've mentioned before a single parent I am a single parent of three I have two boys and a girl um we're just going to pretty much go over the pros and the cons the surrounding factors society and everything that surrounds a child who is in a single parent household and also the parent. Who is the head of that household? We're just going to tap into a few questions, just going over everything that we go through, y'all, because um, my hat's off to every single parent out here doing it. It is not an easy job. It's not an easy job with two people, let alone it's even more challenging with just one. Mm -hmm. So my hat's off to my single father, my hat's off to my single mothers, because y'all are making a way keep on going. It's not going to be easy. There is no parent handbook, but we got this. Just keep on, keeping on. Um, okay, so complex, this is my first question to you. What are some challenges you think you could possibly face as a single parent?
0: Hmm. Uh if I was a single parent, I think some challenges I would face is just the stress of, you know, will I have enough finances to just, you know what I'm saying, like make ends meet. You know, like that's with paying the bills, being able to make sure that I could pay for daycare because I live in a state without family and friends. But let's just be honest, I can only count on one hand the family members I can depend on. But I can't always say I depend on I can depend on them because they got their own shit. So I would have to make sure of that. Um, I would have to make sure there's enough food in the house because I know when it's just me, you know, being a... um, being a single person, the government loves raping the shit out of us. Like, hey, you ain't got no kids. You ain't got no, uh, what else is it? You ain't married. You ain't got no dependents at all. I'm about to rape the shit out of you. Well, damn, nigga, what about me? I need to eat too. So that would be, you know, that would be one of my stresses because I'm going to be honest. Like, how to manage money and financial freedom and... And like you know just really learning how to have self-control over finances was not taught in my household growing up you know um, i'm learning as i go right now you know i'm learning it's not okay to max out your credit cards it's not okay to every time you get a raise oh that's more money for me to put in my pocket and spend. you know honestly yeah. we should be you know, putting that money into a savings account because it's money that you weren't really expecting or say if you're done paying off something, start putting that into a savings account. I do not understand it and I'm not trying to be funny, but it's like Pastor Mike Todd said, just because when you get married, don't mean that the wondering I going to stop. Just because you have a baby, don't mean that I'm going to understand how to manage my finances. You get what I'm saying? So what's yeah. your take on it?
1: Um, Okay. So I have definitely experienced the challenge of uh, financial stability, mm-hmm. um, you know, because one, I, <laughs> I know I can laugh about it now, but did nobody tell me to sit here and have three kids? And I was struggling with personal. Right. But I made a way, you know, um, as a parent, like I, I feel like having multiple streams of income is beneficial to everyone, mm-hmm. whether you have kids or not. But really, when you have kids, you have to tap into those gifts that God gave you. Yeah, you can work standard nine to five, but baby, you're going to need to hustle, okay? Because these kids grow and these prices go up. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Another thing is, another challenge that I have faced is uh, being mentally drained and emotionally unavailable to my children. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I want to, like this is my choice, but it's just because... I'm dealing with people. I'm dealing with little humans who don't know how to express their emotions,
2: mm. and
1: I'm thinking that they're already supposed to have it figured out, or at least help me. But they don't know how to figure it out. So sometimes I'm not always there emotionally because I didn't know how to connect with someone. Because I felt like sometimes my parents were um, they weren't there for me emotionally. Right. You know, uh, I remember when I first uh, told my parents, and this is no shade to my parents, but. I remember the first time I told them that I was really sad. And I didn't know that this was the beginning stages of depression, mm-hmm. but they kept up with me. As, as As young as I was, I was, in, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I just told them, There's nothing wrong with you. You'll be all right and all this. Ain't nothing wrong with you. And I could remember staying summers in my room locked up like 14, 15. I should be out there hanging out with my friends, but I literally spent days, weeks just in my room by myself headphones, music uh, because the music took me to another place Mm -hmm. but they um you know they didn't understand me and it's hard for me to understand my children when they're going through this because i was never taught properly how to face stuff like this right so i told them even though you know how society is set up now you know there's ways and i have improved on being there for them emotionally it's still some stuff that i still struggle with um, mentally, I feel like because I'm not all the way there yet mentally, like I'm not as mentally strong as I should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lack in that department with my kids. Right. So I'm trying. Like, I'm trying, y'all. I promise y'all I'm trying. But those are the main things. And then also another challenge for me is trying to trying to ease the, the hurt of the absent parent. That's been a tricky one these last Few months, okay. Mm. Uh, trying to let them, you know. Cause my thing is, I want my kids to form their own opinions about their fathers. uh I don't want, I don't want what I say, you know, to shape them on how they think about them. Because my thing is, at the end of the day, they have to come up with this conclusion they felt Yeah. So I'll never speak bad about my kids' fathers. I, you know, I might make a random joke, like we talking about it, Cause me and my kids, we talk about each other. We go back and forth. They might call me uh they they yeah especially my daughter but anyway um so i might say your daddy ugly but they know you know they'd be like well you was with them so it'd <laughs> be stuff like that mm-hmm. so um but i don't never speak bad about their fathers because like i said i want them to shape their own opinion as little humans they can do that themselves you know they think just like i think so um but trying to feel that hurt and that void that they're feeling right now especially my son who's just turned 12 and i could see a change in him my daughter you know she's growing up my youngest son he misses his father but his father is locked away for uh, for a while um you know just trying to be there for them and i know i could never be a father you know i know mm-hmm. a lot of us women be like oh happy father's day but at the end of the day ladies we cannot be a father i don't care what we will always be the mother trying to play the role as a father. We will never be a father. And that's what my, my boys are missing. Mm. So, yeah, those are my choices. Um, My next question is, do you think raising children alone in today's society is worse or better than in the past?
0: Ooh, I would say it's worse. Um, it, It's like that meme, you know, like there's no way that my parents was paying the same bills as I'm paying now. T- the cost of living has went up. The times are more crazier, Um, things that you would never see revealed on the news, like someone getting shot up, that was not exposed mm-hmm. to us as little kids. Um, You know, we live in a society now where we can jump on a celebrity's live and get to know who they are behind closed doors. You get what I'm saying? Like, everything is exposed. The 2020s is revealing a lot of stuff. It's like that... They have clear vision. That twenty twenty vision. We are seeing a lot of things, and it's just like, right, letting them stay at home by themselves now is just more scarier. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I I just feel like you know, especially with even going to school. Like, I can only imagine what y'all as parents out there are going through. I don't have kids, but. That shit really ruffled me. Like, you know what I'm saying? This last shooting, because it just makes you think, why the fuck does it still keep happening? Ever since yeah. um, Sandy, the Sandy, the first, I don't know if that was the first shooting with Sandy Hook, but that was the first one that I remember. Why hasn't security gotten tightened up since? We're so quick to tighten up security after shit like 9-11 happens. But when it comes yeah. to... You know what I'm saying, protecting children's lives. Why isn't security, you know, tightened up there? So I would say raising a kid in this times is definitely a struggle because of, like I said, the cost of living shit gas is starting to be the same prices as diapers and formula. So it's it's just Girl, a struggle. What's your take on it?
1: Um, definitely. Um I would <laughs> it's definitely worth today. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, gas. And then they got the the formula shortage here in Michigan. And mm. then um, you know, it's a lot of stuff. Like all the all the stuff that we are exposed to, it's all this technology, like all these different apps, all these different these phones. It's connecting you to more and more dark shit. Like yes. I I would I would rather my kid Be afraid of the streetlights coming on, and they ain't sitting on the porch, you know, like shit, like that's the type of stuff that I wish my kids would see, other than them being on a porch and somebody probably speeding by with a gun, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's my kids are exposed to too much too young, and then I have to get them ready now. Like, my mom was, I was telling my mom that I had took my kids driving the other day, and I was just letting her know, like, you know, my oldest shoe, I don't sit them in my lap. No, they get in that driver's seat, I sit in the passenger seat, and we, you know, I teach them how to drive. Right. And she like, well, I think that's too young? I'm like, no. I need mean, my babies prepared for everything. It's not me. It's this world that they live in mm-hmm. that's going to grow them up before I can, so I might as well make sure that I'm the one teaching them this stuff because you don't know when they're going to need it um yeah like I just feel like it's society is trying to raise my kids quicker than they should be I know everybody say like um time is you know you don't supposed to stick a kid to a you know how we say like oh just because you're this age don't mean you don't have to know this no no like how society is set up today, I need to let my kids know about everything, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want them going out there getting misinformed by someone else or by this media or by these different apps. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want it. I would rather let them know what's going on up front. Um, And I don't want to shelter my kids either because, you know, I need them to be educated so when they go out there in the world, nobody else can pull the wool over their eyes. They already know. And you're like, oh my! So up, I know what to stay away from up. No, you know that type of stuff. So it's definitely worse in today's society than, than back in the past. You know because hell, shit, the the quarterback is a dollar now. Mm. I don't understand who thought that that was okay, but I'm not about to pay that. I mean, <laughs> we could take a dollar to the store, baby, get us a juice, a honey bun, a bag of chips, and a popsicle, and we was good. But now you can't do that. The dollar holds no no real value no more
0: I was just no I'm sorry keep going
1: oh no that was all I was gonna say for that one no
0: I was just gonna say I was just telling my cousin today chips went from $1.89 to $1.99 and $1.89 was still too much
1: exactly Mm -hmm. how I feel um okay my third question is do you think people who are raising kids alone are more willing to accept help from the village
0: to help with raising their children. Uh, okay. I'm gonna think about this from my standpoint because we. I'm speaking on this from hypothetically. I would okay. say if if they got pride like me, no. If they got mm-hmm. pride like me, because you know you see it all the time. Like, whenever you have a child, I'm I'm gonna just say in my family, every time a child is born it's never a celebration at first. It's always, how could you do this? How could you, you know what I'm saying, waste your life away? Now your life about to be put on hold for this child. And if the if the, the father walks out, you get what I'm saying? Um, it's never any comforting words. It's, well, you should've chose better. You know what I'm saying? You, you should've known that this was coming. So you become this You become bitter. You know, I hate to say that because I do not like to put bitter behind things. But you really become bitter because you hold all of that shit in. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to just raise this child by myself. We see it on Facebook all the time. Me and my child is going to be okay. And it's like, especially if you come from a family that gives with stipulations, so it's yeah. like you be scared to accept help because you don't want the next person to throw it in your face. Like, I know, Queen K, I know you get on me about, Tasha, you don't have to pay me back. Tasha, you don't have to say you don't want to break me. Trust me, it's not you. It's just my my mentality is what happens if I ever piss you off? I never want to mm-hmm. get... I never want to put you in that position where you feel like you have to, you know, throw that in my face. You get what I'm saying? It's It's okay. because... You've you've seen it so much, and you've had it used against you so much. So I would say, for me personally, I think it would be hard for me to accept help, even though I know I should accept help because it's not about my needs; it's about what the baby needs. But huh? my pride, pride is a motherfucker, and people got to stop acting like it's so light. What's exactly. your take?
1: Okay, so where I work, okay, now me, I am the type of parent that goes ahead and accepts the help from the village because it is a village here. You know, I, it's a handful of people that I can count on that genuinely hold my kids' best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, you know, I, I help. I take the help. You know, I, I was stubborn. You know, pride was motherfucker
2: at first. And I don't want to talk. <laughs>
1: it was because i'm like i got this i do it because i too you know i came in from a household like that too like if i did something if somebody did something for me once they get mad at me it's, what about that time I, yes. it? Like, okay. I you did that because you love me <laughs> yes you know, I do today so when i had my kids it was like okay i ain't ne- nobody gonna ever have to throw nothing up in my face i got this i'm gonna do this on my own forget this and i was struggling Hard, mm. like really hard. But it was just I didn't want nobody to say what they did for me when they got mad because nowadays people get mad over the simplest shit and won't even tell you that they mad until you see a post about you on Facebook. And it's like, Yeah, well, damn. That part. So uh, so I I did not. But now as I'm getting older and baby, these kids is <laughs> <it's> my side. <son. laughs> Hell yeah, you wanna help. okay, thank you. Um mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, but you have to, it, it has to be from a genuine person who you know holds their best interests at heart. And, you know, you're a good when Once you become a parent, you are a pretty good judge of character. Yeah. Now, I do witness the other end of the stick because where I work, I work at a child care center mm-hmm. and we do have some single parents in there. And not everybody is accepting of the help. Like, even. Even though their child is literally with us all day long and have been with us all day long since birth till like five, they still get a little rocky when we say stuff like, "Hey, you know your child has a little cold. I don't know what you're giving them at home, but you can bring it in here. We can work on this together. You know, let you know, let us help you, girl. They have a problem." Or, "Hey, I went by the store, and because I'm the type of person." That, I, you know, I do. I know I should ask first, but being in this profession so long, um, you know, I just be trying to help out. So I'll go up to a person like, hey, you know, um, I don't know if you mind, but can I do your baby's hair? Or can I buy your baby this? Or can I, you know, do this? Like, I'll go out, buy new shoes for kids. I'll go out, and I just want to return the blessing that has been given to me. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody has to buy my kids' shoes. Hell, they can buy their shoes now. Cause right. My daughter is in women's. My son is in men's. Y'all can help me. But- I like to do that, like this one little girl, um, you know, situation happened with her mother or whatnot, but I ended up going out and purchasing her shoes. Now, I just did it because the baby, you know, I I knew what was going on, so I just did it out of the comments of my heart. You know, they were thankful for them and all that, and I bought them brand new because, you know, everybody don't like hand-me-downs, which is okay, Um, but now I notice that the girl does not wear them at all anymore, and it's just like... I'm not gonna be upset but it's like if you didn't want them i could have gave them to another kid here you know but it's like it's hard for them to accept help i don't know if they think that we're gonna talk about them i know other that people is probably, what it is but yeah but at top Town baby i'm gonna just let y'all know we are a fam a family that is the one place your kid is a one-stop shop baby if you tired drop your kid off Okay, because we tell the parents, they are like, oh, well, I, I didn't go to work, so I didn't drop my kid off. Baby, bring that kid here. We are open from 6 o'clock to 5.30. Bring that kid here so you can get some rest. You know, that's just the type of vibe we own, and we try to be a family there. Like, it's a family setting. we laugh, we joke, we try to get the same environment with the parents. But you know, everybody is not accepting other help and I know it's probably because they've got so much stuff thrown back in their face. They mm-hmm. feel like people gonna see go things that they less than, but really Titan is just full of people that um that have kids and we just know the struggle, you know? But yeah, that is my take on it. Yeah. Um Okay, so my last question is do you think emotional support from family is better than financial support when you're raising a child on your own?
0: <laughs> um, listen, I wanted to piggyback on what you said first about the, uh, lady. Well, you know, it's like, like you said, y'all are not like that, but it's like second nature for us to get in our head because she was probably so clung to her pride. She was like, mm, she was probably judging me and she was doing her hair and you, you probably weren't even thinking nothing of it. You just helping another child. But Girl, you are you and I both know when we get in our head uh uh-uh. uh we believe some shit and it ain't shit that you yeah. can say. But uh, for this question, um do I think it's better for emotional or financial support? You know, honestly, I I'll be open to both. I would be open to both. Um if I could learn to let the pride go. But I feel like that emotional support would go a long way because words hold weight too and if you telling somebody listen i've been there before and you know i got through it i know it's not easy but you got me to talk to it goes a long mm-hmm. way you get what i'm saying because it's like i rather hear that than mm, you know what i'm saying Shh, baby you going to have to suck it up you know what i'm saying like it mm-hmm. but i would be open to both i just feel like emotional support would just really help to change the narrative because we're so quick to always judge we're so quick to always put down we feel like tough love is our way of saying um i love you but i'm learning myself because i've caught myself with doing this to you Tough love sometimes can be very hindering more than it is for growth because that person doesn't hear the motivation behind it. They hear, here I go doing some more fucked up shit. Here somebody else goes critiquing me because I swear I clam up like that when someone is, you know, getting on me. Don't think like that. Sweetie, let me figure it out myself. Please let me figure it out myself because you don't understand the journey that I've been on where people have emotionally enabled me please let me figure it out of myself you get what i'm saying so i feel like mm-hmm. if we can give emotional support in a healthy way it goes a long way
1: yeah um i i definitely uh would accept the the emotional support over the financial support
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know okay so i i do struggle i, I struggle with depression anyway but when I had my baby, my first son. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I really just needed somebody there to tell me that it was going to be okay or to check in with me emotionally. Like I was breaking in the inside, but I, I held it together to, you know, raise my son. Then I got pregnant with my daughter, right? Like they were back to back. I didn't even know I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, So it just got worse, and then I thought I was out of it, but then um, I had my youngest son, and it just came back tenfold. So I really needed, and it didn't help that the relationship that I was in was uh, rocky, so it just made my depression even worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was to the point where it was just like, I just need a break, you know, if somebody will offer me a break to say hey you know let me come sit at your house like you don't even have to take my kids just I'm gonna come sit at your house and I'm gonna sit and talk to you but I'm gonna let you go ahead and get you some fresh air I'm gonna sit back with the kids play with them blah 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 blah, you know something like that um I definitely feel like the emotional support is better because I have to figure it out financially right you know um but I just have to get my mind clear first i can't do nothing if my mind is all jumbled up like i really need to clear this space so i can get back to it and it don't take much a simple hey i'm about to just grab the kids or hey how are you feeling how are you really feeling and you know some people just ask how you doing just to have something to say Mm -hmm. or to to talk about when you're not there yes so you have to weave out those people you have to be around good people with good intentions because there's only a certain few that when they ask me how i'm doing that i actually tell how i'm doing yeah. um i don't everybody doesn't get that luxury because you're not going to use it against me and yeah, i had part. to learn that the hard way just here recently mm. but um uh, yeah i would definitely take the emotional support because like i said if you could just help me to clear my mind or to vent out how i feel because you know people lose sight of the mother and the father for that for that instance once they have a kid because it's all about the kid after that yes you know? oh, baby and all that you don't even have a name no more your name is such and such parent like now, i'm messiah's mom, or i'm kendall's mom or i'm marcel's mom let like, you come
0: let you so come somewhere without them where are the kids at well damn how are you doing bitch Shit.
1: Exactly. how you doing Oh uh, yeah <laughs> i'm here for myself yeah like you don't have identity anymore you're you're just such and such as mom that's it so yeah. for somebody to really see you and ask you how you're doing, it especially from a genuine person, like, I'm not going to lie. I've been asked that question before and I have broke down in tears baby, because I just been so emotionally drained. Mm-hmm. And it was like somebody actually saw me yes. to ask how I'm doing. So, yeah, I know that's probably why people are like, I'm not asking her ass ever again. What's she crying for? I, I'm like, this is so not, what I'm,
0: it what goes a long I'm way. Yeah, but, um, yeah,
1: emotional support is definitely uh, a must for me. Like, give me that. Give me that right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, I am done with my aspect. Complex,
0: what you got? Okay, so now we're going to get into the exposure side. So I came up with this aspect because, you know, with being a single parent and having to work long shifts, your child is at home. And they can sometimes be exposed to things. So, first question is, um, what is the biggest fear a single parent has about their child being left at home?
1: Oh, girl, safety. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh I, I I leave my kids home from time to time, and it, it might I might be just going to class, or I might be going up to the street to the store. But safety, like I don't know what's gonna happen. Everything is so unexpected nowadays. You know. So I fear for that uh, risk. It's a lot of crazy people. So I, you know, I make sure my kids both both my kids have a phone. They got access. They they got the number stored in their phone. They know to lock down the house. Don't answer for nobody. Whoever, you know, I don't care if it's your granddaddy knocking at the door. He got a key, so he better come in if he got his key.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's mainly safety. Um, and then them, you because know, kids. They, they try to be sneaky, so I just got to make sure that they ain't opening up the door or trying to let their little friends in. Um, <laughs> to me, because my son, he is at the age where he want to look through the window and see who it is. I don't know why he thinks that that's okay, but me and him have been working on that, so he won't do that. Like, dude, you don't have to open up the door. Thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's
0: safety. That That's the main thing right there. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, you saying that, we didn't understand why our parents used to say, I don't give a fuck if it's Jesus at the door, don't answer the door. <laughs> they said it, they said it so sternly because of that fear. Like, because, um, t- man, listen, vulnerability, uh, the, the, the enemy loves it. You get what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. if I left my child at home, my biggest fear would be safety, um, Overall, it would be them being sneaky because I know things that I used to do. I was not the most innocent child. Like, I was sneaking into my mom's porn stash, watching, you know, different videos. I watched my older sister sneak boys in and everything. So, you know, that fear. And, like you said in the first aspect, um, you know, society has you know is helping them to grow up so quick with what they're exposed to so it's like it's different ways and it's newer ways for them to sneak people in for them to speak in code so my biggest fear is like my child is getting exposed to stuff quicker than I want them to you know what I'm saying that peer pressure is is a motherfucker um the safety I want to make sure that, you know, they know how to cook and turn the stove off. That they not burning something up, you know, and everything. Like, <laughs> man, just thinking about this, I get why my grandma was so strict and so, and had us so sheltered. Even though that hinders a child, but it's it's because you're fearing, you don't even realize you're crippling them. You just think this is yeah. my way to protect you. Um, it's It's so many things on that list that I could... Go down, but I would say safety and them being sneaky because <laughs> baby karma is a motherfucker, I think that's why I have not had a child yet. Because my mama used to always say, Growing up, I hope you have a daughter so you can see what your attitude is like. And baby, I like I said, I was not innocent, I was not innocent. I remember being 13 and 14, and this was around the time when my breast was really developing, like I was in a training bra at seven but my breast was like, I think in a C cup by the time I was 12 and guys was noticing. So like, I wasn't having sex, but like I was sneaking them over and everything like that. And like, you know, we play like the kissy and you know, my grandma would pull up in the driveway and while she's in the driveway I would have them run out the front door and I would say, run to the right, don't go to the left, cause then she'll see you. So yeah, (laughs) you just, you know, I'm telling you, man, that karma, I'm scared for her to spin the block. But that goes to my next question. Um, what were you exposed to with living in a single parent household?
1: Okay. So uh, let me see. And this is not to be funny, but um I I had both of my parents mm-hmm. for the majority of the time, but my dad, he used to get locked up with so for a, a, a long little span of time, my dad was like in and out only because he was locked up in jail. Right. Um, I got off papers when I turned twenty six, and he stopped getting <laughs> locked up. So I was doing sort of everything. Like I was sneaking people in. Um, and then you know I was I was being okay. So. I went through my little phase where I tried to be like every other kid. But like I told y'all, I did go through a set of depression in my uh, teen years where I didn't go outside or anything. So I was pretty much the silent kid. Like I would see them doing dirt, like my sister and my brother, I would see them doing the dirt and doing whatever they wanted, but I would just turn the blind eye to it and I ain't see nothing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I had yeah, oh, God. Yes, yeah, digging people in, oh drinking, you know, leftover stuff. Anything know, left over we was drinking, knocking it back, smoking. It's not I'm not doing that to be what's the name, but just knowing what I did, I don't want my kids doing that. That's yeah. why I try to I mean, you know, damn, really thinking back, got you, got me, I'm
0: about to be looking at my kids every time. I'm I'm telling you, because talking about it, you realize like, oh, damn, I really wasn't innocent. And it's nothing, it's not like we on here bragging about it. You keeping it real because I swear when you get to becoming adult, you forget what it was like to be a kid. I mean like you yeah. remember but you don't want to admit it like you be so scared to even have them talk to your kids because you don't want them to think that it's okay but it's like mm-hmm. no you gotta have them talk like listen baby <laughs> you don't want to go down that road you know what
1: i'm saying look, look everything you trying to do that you didn't thought of i didn't already did. Yeah. you ain't ready, ready for that
2: life just Man. do what you're
1: supposed to do like that's how i'm feeling right now like uh-uh <laughs> wait a minute i really did that oh, it's, like, it's just crazy gotta have you out like just to you gotta go back and think about everything you did as a kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you you could know how to prepare for your child.
0: That part. So that goes into well, I gotta an answer now, right? Or yes. did I answer? No, did you
1: answer
0: that one? No, I didn't. See that that's no. why you, that's why you shouldn't smoke weed. Um, what I was exposed to, my sister was always the person sneaking boys in and I had to turn a blind eye or I was getting choked the fuck out of. Like, man, there was times where I didn't think that I was going to make it to see five years old. So my sister put the fear in me. Um, oh. I was exposed to, you know, watching porn and everything because after getting molested at eight and not talking about it, I struggled with it. So, Yeah, I spent a lot of alone time because I was socially awkward. I didn't know how to talk to kids and everything because um, when I lived with my grandma, I had to always sit in front of the house. So when my mom lived on the east side, you know, her and her boyfriend encouraged me to go out. They wanted me to get out. But the kids over there used to call me Oreo. So I sat on the porch looking like a strange little kid. So I spent a lot of alone time. And in my teens anyway, I just felt there was no need to go outside because I had my, you know, I was always watching my cousin. So whenever, um, like, you know, he was playing the game and stuff, because it would be me, my sister, and him at home. And then after a while, it became me and him at home because my sister was working, my mom was working, and my uncle was working. So, you know, just being exposed to that you know and um what else was I exposed to uh I, I was too scared to bring boys in to have sex I didn't lose my virginity honestly till my last semester of senior year in, in high school I was scared as fuck and and I where I lost it that it was far far away from home because like I said they put that fear <laughs> in me so I can't really say in, in far as that um I wasn't smoking. My sister was scared to smoke with me because she said that my eyes gave it away. My eyes get very glossy and very low. So I wasn't even doing none of that shit. But I watched her do a lot of it and just turned a blind eye to it. So that goes into um, my next question. Um, Does a child feel the pressures of not being able to get everything they see their peers around them getting? You know, due to...
1: yeah girl yes that's what we battling with now um you know i was never one to kind of raise my kids up on all the brand stuff because i know that as they got older it was going to get more expensive so i would let my kids have the batmans or the mini mouses whatever made them happy That's what made them happy baby but now um now that they're getting older my son is he won't wear nothing if it's not nike or jordan mm-hmm. on his feet um, my daughter, she she she's hmm, she's a fashionista, so she'll pretty much make anything cute. Mm-hmm. Um my son and then like it's expensive, y'all. I didn't know, like he looks little to me, but his feet are man size now. And <laughs> I just spent two hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. Like, that's what I spent on my shoes. So um but you know, I feel him. You know, he. Um, and then even my youngest son, he recently was uh, being talked about by kids in his class. My job, my youngest son is in kindergarten. Mm. But they were telling him because he didn't have Nikes on his feet because he did have on some what I think it was like some Paw Patrol shoes. But he picked them out and he loved them when he picked them out. Right. But I guess the one little boy told him, yeah, his mom ain't got no money. Cause, Damn. Because <laughs> he had Nikes and it was like he was like, I want to be cool. I want to have Nikes, too. And I'm like, son, but you are cool. Look, your shoes light up. Do his do that? No. <laughs> Duh. So, but I, I did buckle down and get him some Nikes just so he can have them. But it's just like, I don't want my kids to feel like they don't have, you know, or they less than around their peers just because they don't have what they have. And it's really annoying because this is what society is telling our kids you need in order to be cool, in order to be accepted. And it's really sad because why are these material things being glorified when shit like your, your mental health needs to be or your physical health? Like, stop sticking these phones and these new iPhones in front of the kids and let them go outside. I bought a water hose today, a $10 mm-hmm. water hose. Do you know me and my kids had the best time ever outside? Just. Brand each other with the water hose. Like, yeah. I was really trying to water the grass, but we had fun. They didn't care about the the latest game that was out or the latest iPhone or stuff like that. But it's when they get around their peers that they think about stuff like that. Because yeah. when they're home with me, they're just as humble as I don't know what. But, you know, huh? we got to do better. But, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Being at home is like the safe haven and going on to the real world. That's where it's like damn you gotta you gotta teach your child because they do feel the pressure because we felt it growing up i cared heavily about what somebody thought but even though it's easier said than done i feel like it's best to teach your child listen there's no value in material things material it's, it's okay to want nice things but you don't always have to hide behind the next new thing coming out because you're not showing somebody who you are. You get what I'm saying? Like I I with Tyrese. Tyrese said in an interview one time that he always taught his daughter get to know the man behind the car. Don't get blinded by the car. And that is the realest shit that I was never taught growing up. You get what I'm saying? Like my grandmother didn't talk about it. But like I told you before, we only shopped for brand, like for new clothes the first, like, you know, like the the um, week before school started. And then like the next time we would get new clothes from her would be around Christmas or our birthday. We always shopped at thrift stores. But I get it now because my uncle used to get mad at me because I didn't want to wear name brand stuff, but it's like... I just don't understand what am I going to get value out of wearing wearing some jeans that cost $500 that's going to rip. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't know I just never understood it. I feel like my expensive taste comes in different things like the car that I drive, but hell, I'm driving a Ford Escape. I don't even have a Mercedes Benz, you know, but it's nothing wrong with it, but you got to teach your child that there's more to there's more to life than just material things. Like you said, being outside and playing like I remember I was doing Uber each yesterday and, and just seeing kids outside um like you know squirting each other with the um with the water gun like like one was standing on the other side and he was like trying to squirt to see if he could reach across and like as I was walking by the one boy was like hey hey he was like I got it I won't squirt until so she walks by and I'm like okay somebody taught them you know manners and stuff but just to see kids in this day and age playing outside you know yeah. that's that's not really known but Even though, like, it's only so much that you can tell them, they have to get it on their own because, honestly, at the end of the day, we shape them, but their friends shape them, too. You know what I'm saying? Because some of the things that I have done has been encouraged by people that I thought was my friends. I'm not holding them accountable because I still made the choice, but it was because I, I respected their approval, too. So, I don't know if I answered it directly, but... I just feel like that's the best way because, yes, they're going to feel the pressures, but I want my child to know you are more than the labels you wear on your back. You are more than the labels you wear on your shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, invest that into something else because when it's all said and done and when it's all gone, who can you say you are at the end of the day?
2: hmm
0: That's real shit. hmm So my last question. Do you think most kids who live in a single-parent household are exposed to a strict parent? Because we talked about the fears earlier. And like you said, I know what I did. So what's your take on this one? (laughs) Okay.
1: So I really think yes. Okay. Only because we're trying to protect them. And we're trying to look at everything you know around the sun that could possibly harm our child because we don't have that other parent right there you know we don't it's not four eyes looking at this this one or two or three kids it's just you mm-hmm. so we do tend to be a little more stricter because i know like for me um my, i know my kids probably think i'm strict because uh they don't go over everybody's house for one mm-hmm. um and they don't spend a night at nobody's house that's two uh, and that's just because And then, like, I'm hands-on with their teachers. Like, I have their teacher's cell phone numbers. Mm -hmm. And I don't let them go to this person's birthday party, that person's birthday. If I don't know their parent, they're not going. And Mm -hmm. they know that with me. Um, And they might think that I'm strict, but it's me just trying to protect my child because you don't know what danger, what evil goes around every corner. Yeah, sure, something can happen to them while they're here at home. You know, I know that. But. I want to be able to know where they're at. You know, I want to be able to know, okay, well, they're under my roof, you know, um, and they don't understand that. It's just because we know that it's just us, right. and we are fully responsible for my child's well-being. That's, that's just bottom line. So I do probably come off strict to them, but it's just genuinely me loving and caring and worrying about them and wanting them to, you know, grow and make sure they're good. Yeah, Um, they don't like that. That's why I try to break down and explain to my kids like I sit down and talk to my kids. Mm -hmm. I've learned um, over these last couple of years because I I was not always like this, but um, I've learned to talk to them, address situations with them. Mm -hmm. This way, no, you know, because you can do a lot more than whooping and yelling at them. It's more effective when you just sit down and talk to them like yes. you would talk to your friend like I'm talking on this podcast I'll probably sit my kids in the room like look y'all so this is the plan, you know, and that's how we talk That's how we communicate. I let them know that this household runs because this unit our unit is strong And we all looking out for each other mm-hmm. not one person looking out for self. and I let them know why they can't go over this person house like my daughter um, she went over her friend's house this weekend. This friend stays literally six blocks up the street from me.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: know her mother, I know her father, and I know all the siblings. Um, and I know who's going to be at the house. I, you know, I even know the grandparents, but that's, right. I know she wants to spend the night, but it's like, nope, not yet. Nope. You know, I know, yeah, this is a cool person. You know, I've been knowing this lady for years because I literally read help you know with her kids they were literally my students so my daughter has grew up with these same kids so it's not just somebody that she just ran into Mm -hmm. but she didn't understand why i wouldn't let her spend a night so i i brought her up here in this room i said look it's not that i'm trying to uh you know take away your summer or you think i'm trying to take away your fun i just have to protect you why you know so happy to me over there you don't know i would just rather you be at home i don't feel like you're ready yet to be spending the night at somebody's house mm-hmm. that's just how i feel and i feel like that because you don't know what other people have going on and um you know and i and like i told you, this is not to say that something negative is going to happen or this person is surrounded by bad but you just don't know you know i don't know everybody's neighborhood hell i barely know mine now because it's changing so much mm-hmm. but i just you know it's just a, a, it's just a fear thing it's a security thing that comes off as strict, but it's just genuinely us just trying to make sure that
0: our kids are good. You know, I def- I definitely get it. Um, you know, people don't understand until they're until they're in those shoes. Like your kids won't understand until they get old. Like, okay, I see why Mama was the way she was because I I get it now. Even though sheltering a child can cripple and hinder them, at the end of the day. I can't say that I was too sheltered because I'm out here thriving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, like parents or grandparents ain't going to always do it right, but the things that they instilled within you, you either let that shit make you grow or you let that shit cripple you. You get what I'm saying? And I can say that, yes, I, I seen stuff, but I just wasn't told the real deal of what it was. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I saw you know what i'm saying like the crack pipe but i didn't know what it was thank god i wasn't curious enough to try it you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i like damn it's like getting older now like i see like my grandmother wanted us to live in the suburbs and know what it was like to have nice things but when you are when you when you are around a broken environment, it's like you can't take the brokenness out of that. Even no matter, no matter if you try to put it into this bigger house, it's still broken. So, you know, living in the suburbs, I was still exposed to like a lot of things. And, but I just wasn't told the right thing. Like I wasn't told that my mom was like, you know, on drugs and she was battling with addiction. I was told she was sick. So you process things in a different way and growing up, girl, I thought the world was like a fairy tale like Ned I'm I'm still shocked that you're still my friend to this day because you remember how vulnerable and gullible I was. I was. I was not street smart at all. you know like I didn't understand when it was time to be quiet. I let my anxiety get the best of me a lot. So it's like moving out here. Was when I I became reckless, but at the end of the day, I just woke up one day and said, okay, the woman that raised you would not want this. You got to get this shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what you need to do. But I can yeah. understand why they were so strict because this world is very ugly. And it took for me to move to Philly to see how ugly it was. I'm sorry, y'all don't hear firecrackers in the background. I can't stop that shit. But it took for me to move <laughs> to Philly to see how ugly the world really is. I had to realize no matter how nice you are, no matter how sweet you are, if the world is ugly, it ain't going to love you back. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you don't have to uh, you know what I'm saying, like apologize for that because I'm telling you, other parents out there, they get it, and I think that is dope that you talk to them about it because hell, I got the strictness and no talking. It was because I said so. And when you do shit like that, that's when you know what i'm saying okay well i'm about to go see what, what what it is that you don't want me to see and then it's like yep. as soon as you get pregnant they want to talk about you but they don't want to talk about what they didn't be what they wasn't real with you about and you know even though they not talking to us about it we saw shit growing up we because we, you yep. had older siblings that was going to open your eyes to some stuff or you just was when they told you to go to your room let me leave the door crack what are they talking about you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. So I I get it. Oh, I get it. Cause I sit up here and say, Oh, talk to your child, man. Listen, my baby gonna be so sheltered. They're gonna be like, listen, we wanna go to college together. We like you gonna be we gonna be joined <laughs> at the hip because I don't wanna let you go. But I get it. I get it. So that that's that's my take on it. hmm. Okay. Was that your last question? hmm oh, Okay.
1: That was a pretty dope, that was really dope. Um, I'm happy that that uh, that happened because it really did, one, it helped me to realize all the shit that I did as a kid, so what I need to (laughs) look out for. Um, And it just definitely just, and I know it's going to touch another single parent. Um, Hell, even if you ain't a single parent, you still deal with it, even in a two-parent household. I mean, it's not as bad because, you know, y'all got to y'all got a unit it's a unit of adults but when you're by yourself it it does hit home so i definitely hope that this touches someone um this topic was really near and dear to me because like i said this is what i go through every day so Mm. thank you complex
0: well Um, no you came up with this one thank yourself
1: i know no well thank you queen k you're welcome girl all
0: right
1: Okay, we're going
0: to jump right on into that as a woman question. Complex, what is it? I'm sorry, real quick. That made me think about, you remember when I shared that meme with, uh, I think, Baby Yoda on it? It was like, I want to thank myself for putting up with my shit every day. (laughs) (laughs) That made me think of that. But okay, the as a woman question this week is, do you think if we started this podcast when we were teenagers, would it be like this?
1: You hell, no. <laughs> hell no no because our topics wouldn't be this in depth and i don't feel like i mean i know both of us came from some background mm-hmm. but i feel like we didn't experience enough yet
2: mm-hmm.
1: in order to be able to go into these topics the way that we do now yeah i don't think Would have put the time, the energy, the effort, the (laughs) research, you know, and the the learning experience personally from both of our lives to give it so much depth and weight that it holds now. The gems that we dropped, baby, that only comes from experience and living life. We couldn't do this as teams. You know, our episodes (laughs) would have been about B2K and, you know, oh, is my husband and all of that. You know, that's, I feel like that's what we would have been at. I don't think it would have been like it is now yeah. um, I definitely feel like this this platform this podcast is for an experienced woman a seasoned woman somebody that didn't have the world and battle wounds you know that can share their story to inspire others because at the end of the day we just need to know that there's somebody out there like us and I feel like the women or men that do tune in and listen they experience something that we have been through so they know that they're not alone and like I said the gym. Gotta experience some shit to drop the gems that, especially you, be dropping the questions, <laughs> gems, you. all that. You gotta experience some stuff to really grasp that. So mm. yeah, I don't think that it would have been what it is now. It was in our teenage years.
0: Man, you know, honestly, I definitely agree because I was such a people pleaser back then. My grandma would have said, "Why are you on there talking like that?" And I cared so much about what she thought. I would have just said, "Okay." null and void i definitely wouldn't have put the time and energy into it because i was a huge procrastinator um i don't even think it would be queens of vibes and visions i think it would be a bitch session or bitches with vibes and visions you know and i think we would have just talked about teenage shit and we wouldn't have ah, we would have been so petty we would have been dropping names on here you get what i'm saying it would have been a messy <laughs> As podcast <laughs> it yeah, would have been the tea before there was tea okay so <laughs> I definitely agree with you I don't think that it would have it would be as in-depth as it is today I just I the reason why I came up with that question is because I told you this podcast has helped me to learn more about you as a person because we didn't talk about things growing up and I just always wonder like if we woulda Started this back then, or hell, like even in in our 20s, like 25, 26. Nah, I can't even say that because the shit I was going through wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. But I just always wonder, like, you know, would we be closer then? Like, you know, would our friendship be even more stronger, you know, today if we started back then? But everything happens for a reason. You have to go through shit in life and learn to turn your pain into purpose, you know what I'm saying? To really, you know, Value some things because we're just on here talking about everyday life and we learn so much from it and we grow so much from it. We basically be having those red table therapy sessions. Let's just be honest. We just don't talk about it from a therapeutic standpoint because we're not therapy. We just talk about it because we've been through it. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Thank you for answering. Oh, yeah,
2: girl, no problem. That was a
1: dope ass question, too. Oh, thank you.
0: Um, wasn't too deep. Wasn't too deep. But,
1: uh, yeah. We would've, man. I don't know. Like we would've
0: been in a lot of fights. Are you talking shit about me, old bitches with vibes? (laughs) Like, man, fuck that
1: nigga (laughs) over there. Yes. Um, Oh. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the girl I see you moment.
0: All right. So I did a thing, y'all. I put my books into Karima's urban bookstore in South Philly. Um, I'm just going to shout her out on the to my kings and queens. I see you. We are she's located at 2200 South 22nd Street in Philadelphia PA. This is her second store that she op- opened up. She's black owned. Um, they ship books to prison. Their mission in life is we believe there's power in knowledge. And we have made it our mission to help provide great books to those who crave them, especially in the urban black community. So I tell you, like, please go support. Um, If you in the Philadelphia area, go down to South Philly. She got books in there from Fly Girl to uh, Midnight, Sister Soldier. She got books on spiritual awakening, you know, books about what they didn't want you to learn in the uh, in the history books in school. Please go support
1: that's dope. that's dope congratulations to you complex thank for you putting that book in that store y'all woo i'm gonna get the little <laughs> noise maker so i can be dropping sounds and shit <laughs>
0: we got the fireworks in the background doing it shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all,
1: yeah, y'all um, i'm going to shout out um on instagram is inked by dot okay this is my tattoo artist, my newfound tattoo artist, y'all, um, every now and then I get worked up to where I need a release. And I know I have said this on uh episode of Self Love Is My Rehab. Shout out to Complex. Shout out to DC. But I used to cut, okay? Um, mm. I don't do it anymore. I've, it's been years, okay? But every now and then I still need that, that release. I, I've recently gotten a bunch of piercings and tattoos, but my tattoo artist she is really dope
2: she is really sweet
1: young mm. girl 18 years old she does really good work she's quick she's clean
2: yes
1: um but you know if you if you need that therapeutic release some people that some people do um because I had to research this and I had to realize that me getting tattooed is not me you know it's therapy for me mm-hmm. so I just want to shout out to her because she does not know how much She has been helping me mentally. I mean, I'm not covered in tattoos. I do get pieces that mean something to me. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it definitely has helped. So I do want to shout her out. She is in a shop. It's in Redford, Michigan. If you are in Michigan or the Detroit area or Redford area, y'all, check her out. She is really dope. Um, Like I said, it's ink, I-N-K-E-D, by, B-Y, dot, a period, y'all, E E. Okay. Really
2: dope artist. So I just wanted to make sure I
1: put her in the little spotlight. Yes. Um, all right, y'all. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Ayo, asked Queen K. Or well, girl, I got something to say. Complex, you got anything to ask me?
0: So this is not funny, but it's funny because it happened to me the other day. Do you ever feel guilty for listening to a gospel song and like disliking it, like swiping? I be feeling yeah. like God gonna strike me down <laughs> or go to hell or something.
1: Hell yeah, yeah, I'd be feeling like that. I'd be feeling like, this is not, but it's just talking about God, but I don't like it. Like, I don't want to, I do that all the time because I usually play like the gospel flow and they, what they do is, it's like a mix on Apple uh, music mm-hmm. and I'll play it and um, they put in new songs, like they be switching them out every other week, like they'll put in new songs in the rotation and I'm just like, what is this? everybody. <laughs> Okay, I know everybody's supposed to sing unto the Lord, but then I be feeling bad. Cause I be like, but they don't need to sing, they don't need to rap, they don't need to
2: nothing
1: unto the Lord. But uh, I do, I do get like that, and I do feel bad. I be having to ask God to please just help me with that. Mm-hmm. But I songs uh, that I will skip, baby. Okay, because it's just like it ain't hitting for me. You know, <laughs> it's supposed to feed your soul, and it don't. It just makes me angry. So mm-hmm. sure, I want to even
0: listen to it. Listen, I'm i I'm not gonna. I ain't caught I love Yolanda Adams okay I'm not throwing shade but it's one song oh, called... for the mother of gospel, no 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 I'm not coming for the mother of gospel because I still love her but it's one song that she got called victory I used to love this song but the other day I had it in my headphones and them violins just started making my head pound I was like okay I had to dislike and just swipe it out of my library. And I apologize to God, but open up, my heart came on, and I believe, and I was like, okay, now we rocking. I, it's nothing to hurt. I, it was just my 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 body doesn't resonate with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: hey, hey, we can our growth stuff now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But she still um, she still holds the power, though. <laughs> baby, that's
1: true. That's a powerful sister right there. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I do have something to say. It's it's okay. So I've been battling with a, a, a little breakup, or so to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found this on Pinterest. Okay, it's a healing insights. Um, I want to share with you all. It's called cord Cutting Mantra." This is something that you should say to yourself if you are trying to. You know, just release that energy, put it back to give it back to that person, you know, and it's not bad, but it has really been helping me. So I just want to share it. So um, it's a little lengthy, but I'm going to try to read through it kind of quickly. It's, uh, I release you with a full heart, with love for the place you once held in my life. May you be happy in the life you have chosen. I now take back all the energy that has been taken from me mm. or that I have way and i return the energy that i still hold from you may i be free from the ties that bind us may all cords be cut transmuted and dissolved may all energy return to its original center with power peace and forgiveness i ask that this is complete and sealed now so it is
2: uh-huh.
1: baby i said it to myself once twice or maybe three times in a day and i'm telling you i still a cord here and there cutting like complex said i cut ties with a butter knife but with that that give me a little power i've been boosted up to a little steak knife now mm-hmm. so um yeah so that is to anybody that is battling with the relationship um it don't even have to be uh you know your boyfriend your girl it, it could be a friend yes. it could be a family member whoever you want to cut ties with i i, I prefer cutting ties rather than burning bridges mm. so It's it's better that way. You know, that way you lessen your karma. Because burning bridges, like I just had to explain to my mom, you don't ever want to burn a bridge because your karma will come back around to you. You don't know if you're going to need that person when it comes to you. That part. So I'll cut ties in a peaceful way. I don't have to say, F you, go on Facebook. I know I did some petty stuff. I'm not even going to lie because my TikTok account (laughs) made me do it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to delete it in a minute. But anyway, um, yeah, you, you just got to learn to cut ties and be okay. You don't got to make it public. You don't have to make an announcement. You can, you, you can just do it with yourself. Just, there you go. Um, yeah, that is that is it. So, y'all, we are at the ending of our beautiful podcast. Um, Complex is going to leave us with that no apologies talk, followed by that self-affirmation. Complex, go ahead. Honey.
0: Okay, so I have two tonight. The first one is the village ain't dead. It's just not the norm anymore. And what made me think about that is you still have people out there who want to look out for people, you know, um, like just watching George Lopez and everything, um, seeing how like, you know, uh, the mom just always wanted to help someone in need. And, you know, George Lopez, like, no, like what, like, you know, when when they brought that girl in because she was being abused and stuff. And I'm like, you know, the village... It's not that it's dead. It's just no longer the norm. It's like chivalry. It, people, mm-hmm. it, it's foreign to people. Like, you know, you're you're a village, you know what I'm saying, with what you do. Me, you know, I try to be a village. Um, The girl Melissa that I co-host with Um, Express Yourself, you know, she has been a village. Just hearing the stories of what, you know, like, you know, people that she has helped. It's just no longer the norm and we have to normalize it again. You know, we got to let go of pride. It's nothing wrong with asking for help I'm sorry if you had someone who gave you stipulations or what they gave you so that made Mm -hmm. you feel like I'm not gonna ask nobody but it's nothing wrong with asking for genuine help like I, I told my cousin the other day down south I'm like thank you for like you know just being the first family member to support me and like, you know, I'm saying help give me gifts towards, you know, my next step in life. I can't say too much. And she was saying like, that's, that's, that's what family's supposed to do. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But a lot of us don't believe that we have to normalize that. And this last one, I want to give it to, I think it's your coworker, Michelle, uh, Mm -hmm. Michelle Washington. She dragged me today. It said, if God blocked it, you got to stop stalking it. <laughs> I was like, well, damn. All right. So, yeah. there There's no explanation to that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if God blocked it, you got to stop stalking it. And that makes me, it makes me think about an epiphany I typed the other day. It said, um... Once God removes it from your life, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't ask God to remove it from your life if you still gonna give energy to it with your thoughts. Cause I will overthink something over and over again. It was like, what was the point of praying to, you know, for, for God to give you strength to let go when you still holding on to it in your thoughts? You get what I'm saying? But reading that definitely dragged me because I'm gonna be real and raw. There are times where. I still catch myself like looking on um, the the guy who used to abuse me. I used to be called cool his baby mama. There's times where I would find myself looking on her page just to see if she posted a picture of her daughter, just to see how her daughter is doing and how she's growing because I had a connection. And I had to stop doing that because I'm triggering myself. You get what I'm saying? I understand that it's good intentions behind it, but baby you need to cut that off like you said not not burning a bridge but cut that tie for your peace of mind because you could accidentally like something and then it's like when you play in the past or when you play the enemy's going to give you what you want and i'm not trying to go back down that road so thank you michelle washington for that if god blocked it you got to stop stalking it it's no longer my concern you know all i can do is pray for that girl from a distance because it's not good to trigger myself and make me think about old shit. So mm. <laughs> you okay? <laughs>
1: Girl, <that's> just,
2: whoo. <laughs> I didn't know she posted that. <laughs> yes,
0: I think she posted this a day ago, but you know, Facebook be showing you shit late and everything. So I just saw it today, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to be the no apology thought. And um my affirmation. I got two new ones, but I'm just going to read one to y'all and then read the other one because I rotate them every 30 days. So this first one is affirmations about trust because I realized that I have trust issues all the way down to not trusting that God going to come through. Like I swear I be holding my breath even after he didn't show me three times that something is for me, I'd be still holding my breath like, no, nah, what if I do something today? Oh, I shouldn't have put the middle finger up at that person. Now God going to take it away from me. It's bad. So I have this, um, and I'm sorry, and also trusting myself is bad. So this is my affirmation for tonight. It says, I trust that I am always supported. It is safe to trust myself. I know what is best for me. I trust myself to make the right decisions. I use discernment when listening to others. I am attuned to the messages of my heart. I trust myself. I believe in myself. I choose thoughts that serve my highest good. I act on inspiration and insight, and I trust my inner guidance. I say that every morning three times and inhale and everything and, like, you know, like, just... Breathing in and out, and then I journal about you know what I'm saying how it made me feel. So that's my information for tonight. I hope it helps someone out there. But with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe, and I'm
1: Queen K. I'm the vision.
0: And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.